Good morning. You might remember a bunch of back and forth over the rural summit on Friday. Well, it finally happened, and it may have had some lessons we in Loudoun could learn, and I almost hate to say this, from Maryland. For Tuesday, November 20th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Hey, remember this phrase. Rubber duckies. If at the end of the day you don't remember a single ad you saw today, but you still remember the phrase rubber duckies, well, that's the power of advertising on the morning minute. No distractions, no competitors, just your message. Drop us a line at sales at loudonnow.com or visit us at loudonnow.com slash advertise. And remember, rubber duckies. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. County Chair Phyllis Randall's Rural Summit on Friday brought together a variety of professionals and experts in agriculture, conservation, tourism, and government. And there may have been some lessons about land conservation there that we can learn from our neighbor to the north, Montgomery County, Maryland. Jeremy Chris manages Montgomery County's Office of Agriculture. There, he oversees that county's land conservation programs. And while there are definite differences between the counties, he said they are facing some similar challenges there to what we have here. Montgomery County, too, has a part of the county that it would like to see stay green and undeveloped. In their case, its southern portion along the Potomac River. But in Montgomery County, too, there is development allowed by right that the county cannot stop. I mean, people own property, have rights on that property. Landowners have to decide voluntarily to protect that land. One of the government programs they have, which Chris oversees, is similar to something that's been coming up in Loudoun lately, transfer of development rights. That would allow landowners in rural areas to sell credit for the development they could do on their land to developers in other areas. This is something some of our elected officials have talked positively about and something the Planning Commission has rejected. But it hasn't been without some bumps in the road. For example, in those programs you set up sending and receiving areas for that development density. Chris said Montgomery County has been a day late and a dollar short setting up enough receiving capacity, which means that balance between supply and demand has been off and prices have been low for farmers trying to sell development credits. Another panelist, Clark County Natural Resource Planner Allison Titor, pointed out a big difference between us and Montgomery County. Here in Virginia, localities are much more limited in what they can do without express permission from the state government. Piedmont Environmental Council Director of Conservation Mike Kane cautioned that these kind of programs don't always have big results in the first year as people are still learning about them. He said it would be important for the county to promote its programs to landowners and stick with it. The six-hour summit also included discussions on government resources available for rural businesses, local success stories like Vanished Brewery and Oakland Green Farm, and advice on how to encourage and train the next generation of rural business leaders and employees, along with a tribute to recently deceased conservation leader and former Board of Supervisors candidate Malcolm Baldwin. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, let's stay on the topic of land conservation for a bit. A proposal to spend public money to help offset the cost of protecting land from development has moved forward to the Board of Supervisors after a vote in the County Finance Committee. Supervisor Tony Buffington's proposal would set up a $150,000 fund to help property owners pay up to half the upfront cost of putting land into a conservation easement, a permanent protection against development. 
According to a county report, those costs generally range from $20,000 to $40,000. Buffington has said that discourages some landowners from protecting their land. And he argued spending county money now not only protects the land, but also saves the county money in the long term, since Loudoun doesn't have to build any roads or schools for houses that don't get built. Other supervisors generally supported the idea, although some wondered whether the county should factor in a similar state program. The household income limitation on the state program is low enough it would only include a small percentage of landowners in western Loudoun. According to a county report, each year an average of approximately 1,400 acres of conservation easements are added in Loudoun. The county sees 5 to 10 new conservation easements recorded each year, and more than 47,000 acres, or about 14% of Loudoun's land, is protected in a conservation easement. Since we're doing a conservation show today, over the weekend, the leaders of Loudoun's rural preservation movement put the spotlight on the importance of those conservation easements at a program at Bluemont Vineyards. The Friends of the Blue Ridge Mountains fundraiser recognized the support of political leaders, the role of the region's land trusts, and the efforts of those people who have voluntarily limited development on their property. It was also a passing of the torch from Carol Napolitano, who's been president of the 11-year-old organization for the past five years, to incoming president Peter Weeks. The organization presented awards to former state delegate Randy Minshew and to Blue Ridge District Supervisor Tony Buffington. Minshew highlighted his efforts over these years in the House to fight for full funding of the state's land preservation tax credit, which he said was among the Commonwealth's most effective conservation tools. Buffington was recognized for his work to secure funding for a new local program, which we were just talking about, to help landowners pay the cost of placing land under easement. Learn more about them at friendsofblueridge.org. And finally, the town of Percival will ask the county government for $350,000 to do a study of its transportation network, figure out future needs, and create a contiguous path around the town for better pedestrian safety. According to a staff report, the study is needed because of increased development and because the last one was done nearly a decade ago in 2009. Since 2010, the town's population has grown from about 7,700 to almost 10,000 people. This is the second time in the past two months that the town has requested money from the county. In September, the town council voted to request $950,000 from the county to help build a multi-use path from Hearst Road to the W&OD Trail and to help fund restroom upgrades and a new floor in the Bush Tabernacle. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, continuing on with the dance theme from yesterday, today Dance King Studios in Leesburg is hosting its 2018 Holiday Ballroom series. Pre-register, but again no experience needed to learn the foxtrot, waltz, rumba, and cha-cha, all to holiday music. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, did you know one of the ways to protect land in Loudon is in an agricultural and forestal district. And they have names. One of them uh, down in the Dulles area is called the Supercalifragilistic Expialidocious Agricultural and Forestal District. You can name them whatever you want. So put your property in the Morning Minute Agricultural and Forestal District to tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay. Have a great day. Have a great day.